Excuse me, sir. Are you trying? Are you trying to leave? Are you Are you on your way out of here? I, I yeah, I was gone. Do you mind? Uh, do you mind just emptying your pockets real quick? Well, I don't think I have you an officer of the law. I don't yeah. even know what this. I wouldn't even know why you would ask me to empty my pockets, sir. It sounds it sounds as if you don't. You're 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 denying my. You request. haven't answered me. Who are you? Why are you, sir? Like uh, this? What? Here's the deal: is you can't. Oh, here's an, here's an idea. You empty your pockets for me, fella. I, absolutely. Here it is. Here's my, here's my uh, Glock 9mm, uh, oh. my walkie-talkie. Oh, some uh, Brill Cream. I got a can yeah, I got a canister of Brill Cream. What's the matter with you? Fidget spinner. All right. I get I get my I get a little a nervous. Yo -yo. Well, that's just I'm trying to do some side gigs in addition to security, but some sour patch kids. I get hungry. Some fireworks. Which I'm hoping that you uh, took those from kids or something. Yes, I confiscated just... those earlier in the day. I've not been able to return those to the proper repository. So again, <laughs> the proper repository, your backyard at night. Uh, no, I actually... know what you guys do. You take the fireworks from the kids and you shoot them off in the yard. All right, turn around. I'm gonna have to frisk you. What are you doing with that? Turn around. Put your schnapps. Put your hands on the and wall. That pack of Parliament lights. Put I'm not going to put my hands on the wall for you, sir. Put your hands on the fucking wall. You haven't even shown me a badge. Prove I showed you the you first are. thing was my... Here we go. Look at Wrestle badge. me to the ground. Wrestle uh, me to the ground. I'm taking you out of the uh, legs. Uh, here we go. Ow. Ow. Oh, sir, what's this? This looks like a, pre a precious heirloom. Yeah. You can't You can't take it with you. Smash. Oh, we should have done it. We should have done TSA. I should have been checking your bag at TSA. Uh, do over. Okay, it's do the it. Magic of television, sir. Is that is that seventeen pounds of marijuana? You can't take that with you, dude. Do I really have to take my shoes off to get yeah. through here? Yeah. This makes no sense. It's uh, it's security theater. It's you should be able to take seventeen pounds of marijuana with you now. Not Just well. Treat it like it's the plague. I don't care for it. I don't appreciate the... it. Ladies and gentlemen, we watched a film today from nineteen. 38 and if you haven't seen it you're going to be 1930 late it's you can't take it with you dude you should have just opened with that it's two boys in a balcony here's the All beautiful silliness build up the beautiful that. theme two boys in a balcony a balcony, a balcony. Two boys in a balcony, in a balcony, a balcony. Two boys in a balcony. My name is Sean Sullivan. I have not oh, been oh, recording. Why off and Sean on. Sullivan? I have not been recording. We have not been sitting here for over an hour trying it to get our microphones to work. a day already. We certainly didn't start this recording an hot hour dog. and a half ago. What? Hot dog. Wish I had a million dollars. Hot dog. Not not the right. It's the right actor. I'll give you that. But oh, it's the don't wrong... shock me in my bad air. It's the wrong movie. It's the wrong movie. It's the same movie, sort of. Not even It's a blueprint, a little... dude. I'm telling it's... you. Oh, my God. You... Dude, it's you're not, not a blueprint. tell me. I'll tell you. Frank Capra has spoken to me about this in several dreams. 
Frank Capra's Lost Horizon is more of a blueprint for It's a Wonderful Life than You Can't Take It With You. No, Frank Capra's Lost Horizon is a blueprint for Seven Years in Tibet with Brad Pitt. We already talked about that. Frank Capra, a goddamn genius. Legend in this time. We, call we love him. him. Uncle Frank. We flippin' love him. Do you know he was my uncle? Did I tell you that before? Yeah. Uh, no, you never On have my told mother's me that, side. that Frank He's my Capra. mother's Youngest Acclaimed brother. legendary director Frank Capra. You never told me that he was your uncle on your yeah, mother's side. I'm not. You know me. I don't brag. Well, you should like brag to. about something like that. Well, he has asked me not to through several cease and desist letters over the years. I, I want to say that he might have died before you were born. Well, yeah, but that doesn't mean I can't be related to him. A lot of people died before I was born. No, I know. Oh, 1991. He was. He died before I was born. Francis Ford Coppola is still alive. My cousin. No, it's not. Yeah. Me, him, and Nicolas Cage. No. That's not true. You know that's not true. They call us the cousins, the three don't cousin arenas. You, Nicolas Cage, Jason Schwartzman. <laughs> oh, Schwartzman? He's a, he's a cousin of Coppola. Oh, we went through the whole Coppola goddamn family tree on our great, uh, I don't know, one of our Kazalentine's uh, Day specials. It had to be the Godfather, right? Or the conversation. I don't know. Oh, yeah, that was Francis Ford Coppola. Coppola. Have we ever done a Sofia Coppola? Coppola. Besides uh, Godfather 3, The De Life and Death of Mario Puzo. Uh, the Coda? No. Uh, she only appeared in that as an actress. We have not discussed one of her feature films. <laughs> the Life and Death of Mario Puzo. I think it was the other guy. Uh, it, right? Puzo? Yeah, he's that the author like of the... I swear the after I say it three times. You fucking Puzo. Uh, Sophia Coppola does she? We might discuss her in two thousand and four. I'm gonna guess two thousand four. Uh, Lost in translation. translation. Yeah, one of my least favorite movies of all time. Holy it's moly. I think it's it's probably uh, creepier as it's gotten older. Two thousand and three. That's when that movie came out. I was not. That was pretty close. You got to give me that. I mean, you were still so dizzy from nine eleven. Oh, just Jesus. to be. In the same ballpark, I think you should be recognized as a Lost in hero. Translation, one of five nominations. I would put it mm, fifth place. What What are the five nominees that Yeah, I know oh. we're going to talk about it someday. But. Lord of the Rings, Return of the King wins the big prize. Master and Commander, The Far Side of the World, which is an incredible boat movie. Mystic is it? River. I, I shut it off. I only got oh. like 20 minutes into it. You know what? You, I think go back after uh, all of our uh, Captain Bloods and uh, Meet yeah. Me on the Bounty and all that stuff. I think you'll have a better appreciation Still of the ocean. Still calling it Bounty, huh? I can't not. And uh, Bounty, the quicker picker upper. Uh, Mystic River, of course, you know, we stand a ledge. Damn my daughter in there! Is that my movie in there, Sean? Is that, are you guys coming over to Mystic River later? <laughs> We're going to uh, go swimming. I'm Tim Robbins in Mystic River. <laughs> and Dude, then you really just fall into that character too quickly. I've, yeah, it's it's almost as if that's my actual it's self and everything else is a facade. is there. Uh, and then Seabiscuit. Oh, friends. Man, uh, we, we were having some technical difficulties earlier. We're both getting frustrated, but now we're we in. We still could be. We still could be having technical difficulties and nobody oh. can hear this 
That is always the fear when the two of us sit down to record a podcast is that we oh may have to God. record this podcast four more times. We've done it multiple <laughs> times. Uh, not this episode. This episode no. is, we just couldn't even get it started. Uh, but we're here now. But we're now that it started, we can barely keep it going. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, uh, I mean, I'm just getting burnt out on these, t- uh, these t- ten, 10 nominations. Week, yeah. It's just, we only have like, uh, three more, four more years of it. I think like 43 is when it cuts back down to five. 10 nominees this year. Plus, um, plus some that weren't nominated that should have been. Yeah, I got, I got, uh, I got three written down that I, we should uh, discuss quick in a section we call honorable mentions. Quick, quick honorable <laughs> mentions. Uh, three movies that, that uh, gunshot at the end, John. Were you yeah, doing twelve? Tra- to do a, what was that? I was trying to do a little bit of sound effects, put a little uh, foley it. work into the podcast. I and liked I, it. It was very I whiffed, good. I failed. I failed miserably. No, it was great. Uh, here's a movie that uh, uh, maybe, I don't know if it should have been, mem- uh, I wish I had watched it because I, I just learned today that it stars our, our beloved uh, Dead End Kids, Angels with Dirty Faces. Oh, isn't that the, uh, nah. I think it is. I think it's the From You Dirty Home Rat. Home. I think that's, uh, no. <laughs> that that movie, oh, Home Alone. Rat, yeah. The that's movie not Home a real Alone. movie in Home Alone. No, right? no, no, no. Um, but it's something like that. Angels with dirty. It's it's a similar title, Angels with Dirty yeah. Faces. That's a James Cagney, The Dead End Kids, Humphrey Bogart. It's uh directed by uh I don't know some dead guy, uh Michael Curtis. Ooh, yeah, Michael Curtis who directed Casablanca. Oh, that was another movie. He also directed The Adventures of Robin Hood, which we'll talk about in approximately 17 minutes. Uh, Michael Curtis, Angels with Dirty Faces. I got to see this thing. I love them dead-end kids. Yeah, After they're, they're, they're fun week. to watch. Uh, I've seen a few of their movies now. But, it's kind of uh, like the uh, the Little Rascals for a teenage set, maybe, right? Yeah, it's if the little rascals, if they uh, Fuck were up. even even more neglected. Um, Michael Curtis gets a best director nomination, but not best picture, and uh, James Cagney gets a best actor nomination, but he loses, of course, to our beloved Spence Trace uh, for Boys Town. For Boys Town, uh, bringing up Baby is this year. That's another huge movie that. Uh, Got no love. They got no love for bringing Who's up in that? the Academy Awards. Uh, Catherine Hepburn and Cary Grant. Ever hear these guys? I've heard of one of them. I don't want to tell you which one. She uh, she rolls around with a, she's got like a cheetah or something or a jaguar that she just has. Is that that's what baby is, right? Yeah. Is the uh, wild animal. Yeah, and he's a paleontologist or something. It's a, it's one of my wife's favorite movies, and I watched it once, and I didn't quite appreciate it. And I feel because like I want to rewatch your wife's it. Favorite, and you're like, no. I was just like, uh, no, we're gonna watch The Departed again. Thanks. A baby uh, is it a baby? Ha ha ha! Uh, That's why Cary Grant. I've been working on it, Sean. But that I think that may have just popped up on Criterion, or they just put it out as a Criterion actual, uh, just put up a. Uh, John oh. Houston, fucking twenty films, dude. Key Lago's on there now, dude. I'm African so I, I get so excited the first of the month when all the streaming services refresh. And now that we're <laughs> now that we're deep in the Criterion Film Boys, 
Uh, they, I was afraid of Criterion Channel for a long time. I thought it was just foreign movies or like real arty farty yeah, shit. They put, they put a lot a, of good they shit put up on a there. Ton of classic. You have to do some digging for it too. Like, if dude, you I could go watch down those. to the uh, like Leaving Soon or Criterion yeah, yeah, yeah. picks. Uh, I but could it's... do. I could just watch those uh, compilation trailers they put together for each of the collections yeah. that they curate. I could just watch those over and over again. I've watched it's the Neo Noir one like, six times. All the other streaming services just trade the same fucking movies back and forth. But like yeah, Criterion, just... like put shit on that you're like, oh fuck, I, I you know, it's, it's never it's... on anything or organized. That's what I like about it. They're like, here's a collection of neo-noir movies. And like, you can, here's some videos of famous film people talking about them that you can just ignore that. But then you can just be like, all right, cool. I'm going to watch some weird detective shit. Yeah. As opposed to Netflix where you're just like, I guess I'm just going to stroll. I finished that line. I'll just go down to the next line, which is half of the same movies that were on the line above. Literally. I guess I'll just stroll, scroll through the, uh, continue watching for a while. Yeah. Why did we stop watching this? Oh, because it was bad. <laughs> yeah, that was Stranger it. Things season one. Dude, I made it to season two on that. I'm not a fan. There's like uh, season four or something now. Which it and, seems uh, like all those kids are old enough to rent cars now. Yeah, dude, I got, I got, uh, I got no room in my heart for Finn Wolfhard. While we were while we were uh, we were we were waiting to get our figure out our sound, I watched the new Ghostbusters trailer again. Yeah, and uh, man, that kid bugs me so much. Does he? I, I know he's a child, but well, he's since... not a child anymore. He's oh, in that awkward fuck, stage he... in between where you're like, oh, dude, do I have to talk to him? Yeah, but it's even it's even more imperative. Be a teenager when a voice drops and you're like, nah, this is done. Come to me when you're fucking twenty seven. We'll yeah. talk again. Take a hike, Haley Joel Osment. I don't like that mustache you're trying to grow, kid. We can't talk anymore. Uh, Finn try hard. That's what I call him. Obviously, if Finn's trying to trying hard to grow a mustache, I appreciate it. I wasn't making fun of his mustache per se. Just I don't. I don't general. think he's got a mustache in the in the trailer. I didn't. I see used him. to know this kid when I was like thirteen. who had a full grown mustache. He used to go into a package store and buy alcohol. And they were just like, "Wow, he's got insane, a mustache. dude!" Wouldn't get caught. It just walk in, fucking. Seventh grade. And was he your friend or was he just a guy you knew? He was then. Yeah, he's everybody's friend. He's then. not anymore. Why not? You should reconnect. Because he buys alcohol for children. Loser. Still? Well, I don't know, probably. <laughs> I think once you die, you can't stop. <laughs> I mean, once it's it one thing when he's a source of income, what are you going to give that up? One thing, it's one thing when you're a child buying uh, alcohol for children, but yeah. when you maintain that in adulthood, that's, that is a problem. Creepy, dude. Yeah, you we had a couple that. of those guys around that used to buy for us. Creepy just a, shit. Just grown-ups that would just buy. I never asked yeah. anybody to buy me anything because I was a good boy. Oh, yeah. I wasn't. I was a bad boy for life. Uh, I'd ask my mom to buy me Ninja Turtles. That was about it. <laughs> mom, could you get... And then I'd go ask strangers outside the store when mom wouldn't do it. What's up, man? I got I got, I got, I got, I got, I got $7. Can you go get me the new Cowabunga Michelangelo? I, I could just go in there and get it myself. It's just a toy <laughs> store. <laughs> They just go in and out the back door. Yeah, they're fucking like a, seven dollars. No, they just they come right, walk right by, by me, and I go, "Hey, man, what's up? Where's my stuff?" Just bringing this uh, Michelangelo ninja turtle back home to my kid. Oh, you motherfucker! You got me. Damn it, Dad! The lady vanishes. That's my final. Uh, 
Hey, Arnold lady! Lady! Where are you, lady? Where did you go? <laughs> hey, lady! Alfred Hitchcock, this movie Great is movie. phenomenal. Best movie Insane from this year. Insane that it year. didn't get nominated. And, and, and I have not been able to figure out why, because there's a foreign film nominated this year. Yeah. And Grand, this, I would, Grand Illusion, I would but. consider uh, Lady Vanishes less of a foreign film than uh, Grand Illusion. I mean, it's one of Hitchcock's, like, British films. Yeah. Like, before he came over to America and started making movies, so maybe it's that's good. it. But, but Grand Illusion is, like, full-on just, like, made in France, everything's in French, and that gets well, out of Lady Vanishes does it. Uh, Grand Illusion, like, uh, well, we'll speak of that, right? We're going to talk on. Yeah, Grand we'll talk Illusion about it. All right. You know what? Like, hey, why don't, don't we just get there. into the nominees and we'll do it in alphabetical order because that's how my tabs are set up. Oh, well, is that the way you live your life? Alphabetical? Hello, I'm Carrie Grant. Ah, Here's ah, ah. the nominees for Best Picture. The Adventures of Robin Hood. Directed by Michael Curtis and William Keeley. Robin oh, Hood. You just said directed the other movie. I sure did. Robin Hood fights nobly for justice against the evil oh. Sir Guy of Gisborne while striving to win the hand of the beautiful Maid Marian. This Fucking movie whips ass. This Dude, I was awesome. so surprised it was in color. Glorious color. So much color. <laughs> Dude, it's like Wizard of Oz color. Arguably too much color sometimes. Like, for some reason, I always, I always thought that Wizard of Oz was the first like color movie. Is no. that just like first Technicolor or something? No, I don't. I thought I don't, it had some something that they used to brag about. It might be that it's like the first that's in black and white and then goes to color, maybe. Yeah. Um, and it was like just insanely popular, but no, A Star Is Born was nominated last week. That was the first color nomination. I thought The Adventures of Robin Hood might have been the first color film nomination, but A Star Is Born is. This is just. I mean, this is. There's so many references to It's like Disney, to the... dude. It's like a Disney production. Yeah. Disney has its own... I think it's the Merry Adventures of Robin Hood. They that's... do the Fox one, right? Don't no, they, they have uh... the cartoon. Yeah. But then they have a live-action uh, Robin Hood. I'm looking it up right now. I mean, there's been... Robin uh, Hood and the Merry Men. There's been a lot of uh, iterations of uh, Oh, yeah. Robin so Hood. many. So many. So many. Um... Uh, I'm just trying to look it up because it's going to bug me. I thought this one was pretty fucking great, though. Yeah, this is uh, great. Errol Flynn. Errol Flynn, dude. What a swashbuckler. So smooth. Olivia de Havilland. Uh, We'll talk about more, I think, her in depth next week. Uh, Basil Rathbone. You think you could get out there and swashbuckle if you had to? No way, dude. This dude, not only is he swashbuckling, he's fucking bow and arrowing like a champion. Oh, he gets in there and he gets out of there. Uh, Basil Rathbone plays uh, Guy of uh, Gisborne. Uh, big fan of this Basil Rathbone. Yeah, he's he good. shows up, dude. He rules. And I did not realize this watching the movie. Uh, Claude Rains is Prince John. Claude yeah. Rains from Casablanca. And uh, he just disappeared into that role, man. He's real good in that, too. Good movie. The Adventures the, uh, of Robin Hood. John Little is the skipper from Gilligan's Island. Uh, yes, his name is, of course, Alan Hale. And, and then uh, Friar Tuck is the dad from uh, My Man Godfrey. Yeah, and then uh, the dude who plays, is it Much? 
Uh, yes. Much. Much. It's been in, uh, I think a few of the Capra films, is it? I'm looking him up. Hubert Munden. Uh, he was in Mutiny on, on the Bounty. He was in Cavalcade. Uh, he was in David Copperfield. He's been in a lot of movies that we've watched thus far. Uh, Herbert I Munden. I definitely get a face. Herbert Munden. Unless I'm supposed to remember your face. Yeah. And then I'm like, ah, oh, sorry, dude. <laughs> yeah. Alexander's Ragtime Band, directed by Henry King. Classical violinist Roger Grant disappoints his family and teacher when he organizes a jazz band, but he and the band become successful. Did I couldn't find this one. Didn't really want to watch it. Didn't uh, who, watch it. Is this like an Al Jolson film or something? No, Tyrone Power again. Uh, Don Amici. Um, yeah, I just... Uh, I didn't Ethel, see this Oh, one. Ethel Merman's in this. I watched the trailer oh. for it. it it's, it's, it's the most... Uh, it's this year's fucking musical. Yeah. So. Alexander's Ragtime Band. Best yeah, of luck this to you. This is one that I didn't see. It was tough to find. It wasn't streaming anywhere, and uh, it was not easily available to rent. So I, I think didn't watch I, it. Uh, I got a good number of them this week. Yeah, you did good. You got. You finally got one that I didn't. Uh, but we both got this next one. Boys Town, directed by Norman oh, Tarog. The devout movie. but iron-willed Father Flanagan leads a community called Boys Town, a different sort of juvenile detention facility where instead of being treated as underage criminals... The boys are shepherded into making themselves better people. But hard-nosed, petty thief and pool shark Whitey Marsh, the impulsive and violent younger brother of an imprisoned murderer, might be too much for the good father's tough love system. This movie on paper, that sounds awful. And then you watch it. No, and you're I think like, it sounds great. Mm, I This one I was not excited to watch. I was really yeah. like, this is going to be kind of fucking lame, but... Yeah. Good. It's great. It's a great movie. movie. It, it's uh, it has uh, uh, blackface scene that is. You know what yikes. though? Here's the thing about the blackface scene. It's no, not... don't. No. Don't. Okay. Don't. You're right. You're right. I'm just saying. <laughs> it was. It was. It was it somebody was, did it to him, but it was it somebody was did whole, it to him. No, and he, there's a reason he did it. So uh, no, it's Mickey not Rooney. Okay. Mickey Rooney is a, a little. Uh, Dude, I think he made it. He made a lot of his bones playing characters that he shouldn't have played. Man, this he. Uh, he at least what's a breakfast at Tiffany's, right? Is is oh, yeah, uh, Jesus Christ. We'll get to that someday. Insane, but... dude. That's insane. Uh, he's the little tough thug, Mickey Rooney. Uh, he gets the he gets the juvenile Oscar this year with uh, Deanna Durbin. I mean, I think he definitely deserves it. Um, yeah, he's really good in this. He's got real, he's got real like theater kid energy, which is kind of annoying. Yeah. I would find theater kid energy. Like I see you like this kid. I think Just I would find fucking <laughs> annoying me. Just fucking. Ugh. Uh, Norman when he comes in a... with the marching band, he's like dancing in front of them like he's the shit. Yeah, but it's so clear and how much he... more talented he is than all the other boys that are around. And him. then, and then he calls the injured kid Gimpy. Like, come on, dude. Reel it in. He's in there. They get shot in the leg, and he becomes kind of gimpy himself. He sure do. Norman Tarag gets a Best Director nomination. Spencer Tracy picks up the statue. Back to back, baby. Yeah, he fucking deserves it, dude. I love Spencer Tracy. Only I know two there was some uh, 
we talked once about his uh dealings with uh who's uh why can't I think uh uh Boz girl? Judy Garland? Judy Garland. Didn't uh, he, wasn't he with her when she was like a kid? Man, Probably. I just really threw his uh, Oscar <laughs> under the bus. Almost almost certainly, hey, yeah. Hey, Donna Flanagan, you suspect. Imagine uh, when the lights go out in that place. But he spent, he spent uh, his partner for 70 years was uh, Catherine Hepburn. Catherine Hepburn. There's a lot of crying uh, in Boys Town when the lights go out. He goes. Well, they together for seventy years, Sean. Are you playing numbers with me? You're I don't know. Who cares? Stuff. Who could possibly care? Just go I with care. it. I'm having yes a and it, conversation baby. with you about it. Yes, and it. Just say, oh yeah, of course they were together for seventy oh, years. Oh, they were together so long. Uh, he wins back to back. The only other actor to win back to back best actor Oscars, Bill. Who is it? The only other actor to win. Only two men have done it: Spencer Tracy and one other boy. It's a big one. You're going to love him. He's maybe the most beloved man in America sometimes. Tom Tom uh, Hanks? Yeah. Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Forrest Gump. What's that? 93, 94? I think 92, so. 92, 93? Something 92, like that. 93, 93, 94, right around there. But he goes back to back then. Philadelphia, he's excellent in it. Forrest Gump. Yeah. Uh, he's excellent in everything, dude. Yeah, he's the man. Even movies that aren't excellent. Tom, dude, even in, in getting COVID, he got COVID way better than everybody else. Dude, and we all cared. Remember yeah. when it happened and we were all like, not fucking Tom Hanks, dude. Not today. Lock it down. Shut it not down. Not Tom Hanks. Boys Town, worth a watch, everybody. There's a sequel, too. Uh, uh, the hell's it yeah, called? the Bells of St. Mary. Men's Town? No, no, no. The Men of Boys Town. The Men of Boys. Oh, the Bells of St. Mary is Ben Crosby. I I don't know. Another uh, same kind of story. Movie. Men of Boys Town, Similar. but it's only available as a DVD extra on a Boys Town uh, DVD release. Oh, get the hell out! But it's got Mickey Rooney and Spencer Tracy. They're back as Men of Boys Town. Well, I want to see it now. Uh, shout out to uh, Henry Hull. He plays uh, Dave, the money guy in this movie. I thought he was. Uh, Oh, the dude who created the town of Hull that is so close to us. Yeah, I think that's it. Yep, I think that was, yeah. Yep, he created he found found Hull. it. Henry Hall. Uh, Why are you name. shouting him out? I thought he was good in the movie. Ah, I thought it was oh, like, sorry. oh, he saved my uncle from a fire. No, sorry. I, hey, forgive me. I, I didn't mean to give any accolades to the other people besides Spencer Tracy in the film. I'm a jerk. I well, apologize. Well, we gave accolades to Mickey Rooney. That's true. I think you should have said something about Pee Wee, like running out into the street and getting hit by that car. Damn, dude. If Pee Wee died, that movie would have really. Dude, he falls on the ground after getting hit by the car, and then Mickey Rooney just picks him up and shakes him wildly. That can't be good. No, that's. I mean, his spine was fractured, but now it's just broken. The Citadel, directed by King Vidor. Andrew Manson, a young, idealistic, newly qualified Scottish doctor, arrives in Wales to take his first job at a mining town and begins to wonder at the persistent cough many of the miners have. Oh, that sounds good. When his attempts to prove its cause are thwarted, he moves to London. His new practice does badly, but when a friend shows him how to make a lucrative practice from rich hypochondriacs, it will take a great shock to show him what the truth of being a doctor really is. I mean, he just got shady there, huh? Yeah, did not watch this movie. Anybody would know it in it. Uh, Robert Dunat, 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 
Robert Dunat. I thought you were going to say Robert Downey Jr. Uh, Robert Dunat. He's uh, he's in a bunch of things. Um, <laughs> All right. Really nailed it down there. Huh? Dead now? Oh, yeah, for sure. All right. Um, that was the Citadel. We didn't watch it. I don't even know if it's uh, available. But uh, I watched this movie, Four Daughters, again. Michael Curtis, director of Casablanca and Robin Hood, coming in. Musician Adam Lemp and his four equally musical daughters, Emma, Anne, Kay, and Thea, live happily together. Each daughter has an upstanding young man for whom she cares. However, the arrival of a cynical, slovenly young composer named Mickey Borden turns the household upside down and romantic and tragic complications ensue. Four equally musical Musically talented. Yeah. Uh, one do you think can't... he's just? Do you think he just does not want to break any of his daughter's hearts? No, they all seem very talented. Only one of them seems to go on uh, to do professional work <laughs> in the uh, in the in the film itself. All th- the the daughters are played by the uh, pay uh, who are the Lane sisters, uh, Priscilla, Rosemary, and Lola. They were in a bunch of movies together, and then Priscilla Lane goes on to uh, star in a bunch of movies by herself. Uh, big movies, too. Arsenic and Old Lace, Saboteur. Um, this was g- way better than I ever would have thought. I just put it on because it was on TCM. I put it on the background while I was working one day. Yeah. Claude Rains is the dad. Uh, I love Claude Rains. Uh, and there's a dude in here. The guy that comes in is... fucking marry him. Because he's, he's dead. He's he died. Oh, not because you're already married. That's cool. So no, if he was, he was still alive, you'd yeah, leave, leave your my, wife. You wouldn't leave Claude your wife Rains. for Claude Rains. I would leave my wife, wife for Claude Rains. I oh. don't have a shot with that dude. Yeah, yeah, I don't either, really, to be honest with you. Claude Rains, he's coming out. He's going to be in a lot of movies that we talk about uh, moving forward. He's uh, a very talented man. I like him a lot. Uh, this movie was good. I uh, would not seek it out. If, but if you get a chance to see it someday, you know, hey, whatever, roll the dice. Uh, there's a guy, John Garfield. He's like a little, he's like a proto Marlon Brando, like uh, tough guy boy. All right. And uh, he'd be right up your alley. He's a real uh, wisecracking uh, missing. What'd you say? You saw that on TCM? It was on TCM. Just just happened to, a dumb luck happened to be on this week. Uh, Grand Illusion by Jean Renoir. Jean 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 Renault. Jean Renoir. Renoir. That's what it is. Jean Renoir. A group of French soldiers, including the patrician captain de la Blé and the working class lieutenant Bitebe, grapple with their own class differences after being captured and held (laughs) in a World War One German prison camp. When the men are transferred to a high-security fortress, they must concoct a plan to escape beneath the watchful eye of aristocratic uh, German officer von Rothenstein, who has formed an unexpected bond with Debedebedebedebedebedebedebedebedebedebedebedebedebedebedebedebedebedebedebedebedebedebedebedebedebedebedebedebedebedebedebedebedebedebedebedebedebedebedebedebedebedebedebedebedebedebedebedebedebedeb
I I knew that they that they speak French and German, and it's a French movie, which over in in Europe they all speak three languages anyway. Yeah. So that's not that unusual, but um. Yeah, all of a sudden they'll just speak English. How's this? Uh, how does this stack up against All Quiet on the Western Front? It fe- now it it was weird because I watched it right after I had seen uh, the Robin Hood movie. And yeah, I was so surprised that that was in color. Yeah, you can't. You got so dude, hung up, but you're like, my movies mind, are in dude. color now. No, I was like, because it's the only one that year, right? It's the only one that we everything else is in black and white, and it's just yeah. like. Dude, that must have fucking blown people's minds. Oh, Everybody sure. must have been sitting there, but like, I mean, obviously we're gonna give it to the color one, right? I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't know. Maybe, yeah, dude. I mean, not maybe not. I mean, it's got a great story, you know. The thing is, too, is it's but not the first movie it, in color that yeah, was nominated, but, even. Yeah. So the second one, not it everybody saw Sound of Music, you know. Yeah, that it's just weird. That wasn't the movie either. It's just weird. Son of it. Wow, what is it? Stars born. Stars born. Uh, Yo, jackass. It's just weird that there's one color movie out of the ten nominated, and it's maybe the most colorful movie I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but Grand Illusion didn't beat it. How was Grand Illusion? I, feels like it came out two decades. It feels like it came out like uh, Wings or something. Oh really? It didn't beat it, no. But it just feels like it's from a different time. Is it better? Uh... I mean, and it is because Robin Hood, I believe, was the Middle Ages, and yeah, Grand Illusion was World, was World War One. I. I mean, well, that's the difference. World War One was in black and white. You know that. Yeah. Uh, the I'll Middle say Ages this: was on all the people I follow on Letterboxd that have seen it have all given it like five, four and a half stars. Yeah, it's. I um, definitely say it's uh, worth watching. Worth checking I out. I think the story was great, and uh, I started watching it, and it looked cool. Um, but I got it. I got like five minutes in, and I was just like, I, I don't want to watch this. Yeah, it's credited as like one of the first prison escape movies. I think that might be true. Certainly, definitely a war prison you escape. Can see some of the uh, elements that they've taken for like Shawshank and stuff. Yeah, ditching the ditching the dirt out in the uh, field and stuff. Yeah, they did that in the big house too. That was from like 1933 or something like that with our boy Wallace Beery, who definitely oh, killed a guy. Wallace Beery, he uh, kills you know, everybody. The guy that we we didn't realize that we had singing his praises for three straight weeks about how he's the greatest actor that ever lived, and then we were like, oh, also he murdered someone. Yeah, but I don't. You know what? We can separate the artist from All the right, artist. Woody Allen. All right, Woody Allen. We could separate his art from him. Grand illusion. For a little bit of money. We both watched the next film, Jezebel, directed by oh. our boy, William Wyler. Sweet Betty Davis. In 1850s Louisiana, the willfulness of a tempestuous southern belle threatens to destroy all who care for her. I do declare. Uh, Betty Davis wins Best Actress for her I do her believe role. I'll take my tea on the veranda. Uh, this Sean, felt... that's my Southern Bell voice, dude. It was so good. It was clear. I as do a bell. believe I'm having the vapors. Uh, this it felt like a warm up for Gone with the Wind. Yeah, to me. Uh, I mean, it's that, that uh, but... pre Civil War. Yeah, yeah, that part of it I kept forgetting about because we've been watching these movies where even you can't take it with you, where people of color are in in uh 
you know, in maid and servant and butler and cook roles. And then in this one, I kept having to remind myself, like, oh, in those other movies, the characters, in theory, are being paid for their services. No, not necessarily. Not necessarily. But they should be because slavery has been banned. In Jezebel, they're just straight up fighting for states' rights. Uh, We're on the wrong side of the coin on that one. Yeah, and it's that weird... It's that weird dichotomy where they try to play it off like, not our slaves, though. Our slaves are happy. They are singing and dancing. They're part of the family. They love it. Uh, William Wyler, uh, dude, I got to watch. I think I'm just going to watch all of his movies. He's good. He's nominated every year. We get uh, John Ford's like that. Yeah, Uh, we have John Ford kicks in next week, I think. I think... uh, we got uh, 1940 is Grapes of Wrath. Yeah, next week. That's oh no no next week. Uh, yeah, oh that's the week after. I thought he had one next week. He probably does. He oh, has, he has uh, stagecoach. Stage coach. Yeah, stagecoach is next week. So John Ford gets into the mix. Yeah, but William Wyler, he's got the record for most nominations. He gets nominated for this. Uh, Betty Davis wins Best Actress. When you say record for most nominations, are you? Saying currently or for he has the most back in 1938. No, he was not nominated for Jezebel. I apologize, but he holds the record for best director nominations over the course of his career. I think he's at like 12. That's pretty good. (laughs) Yeah, I would say so. A dozen is pretty good. I would say so. And thus far, I haven't hated anything he's made. (laughs) It'd be nice to get a baker's dozen, though, to have that one extra. (laughs) It's, It's a little late, but uh, you know. Who knows what they can do with things? They you can put know. Anthony Prince Bourdain's, just, Anthony Bourdain's voice album. in the documentary. They can they can bring William Wyler back to finish up. Just got a new Prince film. album three days ago. That's true. I mean, it's a little different, but <laughs> when um, did William Wyler die? It's got to be couple, at least a couple months, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, July twenty seventh, nineteen eighty one. Oh, dude, I could be him almost. I was only eleven. 11- July 27th, 81? Yep. I was only almost 11. I wasn't even, not even born, baby. Oh, maybe you're him. Dude, imagine. Uh, And we got you an Oscar, and we called it a baker's dozen. He's got, next week he's got Wuthering Heights. The week after that, it's The Letter. Then I think he wins for Mrs. Miniver. Little Foxes gets nominated. I haven't Uh, seen Ben-Hur, Roman Holiday, The Best Years of Our Lives. You haven't seen which one? Wuthering Heights. Wuthering Heights. We'll talk about it next week. I watched Who's, it this morning. How green was my valley? Is that John Ford? Uh, I think so. We'll find out. Right. Uh, yeah, Wuthering Heights, not uh, worth your time. Don't bother. It's on Prime. Jezebel. Bye. Pygmalion. Directed by Leslie Howard. Uh, when Link was Oh, Ryan. Consider yourself. Home. That's that's Oliver. Consider yourself part of the family. The wrong, wrong one. We've taken to you so strong. It's, it's still, it's still clear. Oliver. We're going to get along. Man, I can't. It's the same fucking story, dude. And, and first Oliver of all, Oliver and every story that comes out of this this Cockney area is the same fucking. <laughs> you story, just can't understand dude. what they're saying. You think it's the same story. It's all the same story. Uh, I made your chimney clean, sir. They're not dissimilar. Would you like to buy an umbrella, sir? 
Uh, Good old old porch, sir. We get it. We get it. Yeah, uh, same movie. Sure. Pygmalion, though, is a movie we both watched that's we not both Oliver. Watched. It was good. It's Yeah, it's good. I, nah, I'm I was more, just going with the Cockney accent, Sean. I'm, I'm sorry more excited. I, I understood. You, you really My nailed lady. it. You put a stamp on it. You mailed it to me. I got it. I received it. Uh, yeah, she's throwing the white power sign up. My fair lady. I, yeah, it's my fair story, right? Yeah, it's the same movie. Uh, Except uh, not songs. a musical. Yeah, I'm excited for My Fair Lady. I liked Pygmalion, but I wanted the songs because I like the That's songs in My Fair Lady. Audrey Hepburn, right? Audrey Hepburn. In my Fair Lady. And uh, uh, Rex Harrison. Rex Harold Darrell. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Pygmalion. Bye. It's Pygmalion. Look it up. That's fine. George Bernard Shaw. It's fun. That was a good one. Make a. It's uh It's one of those. Uh, hey, watch me turn the ugly girl into a pretty lady stories. Yeah, it's the same. It's yeah. It's literally. Um, she's all that, or. Uh, yeah, all those. Any of those things. Test pilot, nineteen thirty-eight, directed by Victor Fleming. Jim is a test pilot. His wife, Anne, and best friend, Gunner, try their best to keep him sober, but the life of a test pilot is anything but Dude, safe. Someone got to test these planes, bro. This is one that I absolutely wanted to watch. It's only available as a DVD purchase from Amazon. It's not streaming anywhere. You can't rent it. Uh, you can't do it's anything. It's not on the cheat, cheat sheet. It's not on YouTube. It's not on Daily Motion, Vimeo. I tried to find this because it's Clark Gable, Myrna Loy, Spencer Tracy, and Lionel Barrymore. And oh, that sounds good. It does sound good. And uh, they're flying planes, and Clark Ugh, Gable's planes are it up. so new, and they're we're all enamored we with them. Test pilot. I wanted to watch it, couldn't watch it. But you know what I did watch, Bill? What this year's winner. From 1938, directed by Frank Capra, it's You Can't Take It With You, starring Gene Arthur, Lionel Barrymore, James Stewart, and Edward Arnold. Seems like Lionel Barrymore should get top villain. Yeah, I think, yeah, it's not even alphabetical order, because Eddie Arnold would be ahead of both of them. Uh, Maybe she was the biggest star at the time. Is she like a dame? Maybe that's what is it, it like is. Dame Helen Marin or something. No, she's not a dame. Helen I thought you meant. I thought you, were, I thought you meant she was a dame in the sense of like, as it because yeah, she's like a dame. A like, you know, uh, a skirt. Dame. Yeah, a two like cent a bird. Uh, uh, no, I don't know why. Maybe she was the biggest star. I know this is like James Jimmy Stewart's like first big breakout she is role. The, his, uh, she's the typewriter lady. She's the girlfriend, yeah, the daughter uh, of oh, the family. She's the yeah, yeah. I mean, you know the, the I was female lead. Was, I was yeah, I was thinking it was uh, the old lady. She, uh, you know, she's in stuff. Good for me. I nailed it. I don't have to say another word. <laughs> you really, d- you've done well. I just don't. I don't. Yeah, you're right. It is weird that she's first build, and Lionel Barrymore should be because it's it's his movie. He owns yeah. this movie. Oh, he fucking owns this movie, dude. Um, his it's art- it's so weird. The first time I saw this, because I, I just knew him as Mr. Potter, as the yeah, mean, mean old Mr. Potter, and now he's like 
hey, be you be you. And you can Quit see Potter in and there. Come just live here and figure it out. Uh, he had uh, some uh, debilitating arthritis, which is why he's on crutches this whole movie. But it works. I mean, totally fine for the character. Oh yeah, it fits the character. And he does some. He does some great uh, crutch work. Uh, I'm looking at Jean Arthur. She was in uh, Mr. Deeds Goes to Town. She probably was the biggest star out of the four. She's certainly the one, the prettiest face you can put on a picture. You don't want to put a picture of Lionel Barrymore's mug up there. That's not going to sell tickets. Or I fat think it would now. Everybody would be like, oh, Mr. Potter's going to get his. Um, well, Merry Christmas, yo. Back in the savings. <laughs> Merry Christmas, show credit union. Chucking in savings. These movies suck. Merry Christmas, y'all. The ATM vestibule. Uh, this movie, it wins Best Picture. It wins Best Director. Frank Capra picks up his third Best Director after he directs uh, It Happened One Night and Mr. Deeds Goes to Town. You Can't Take It With You is his third. Uh, there's some weirdness because he's also the Academy president for most of these years. So I don't know about that. So he, I mean, obviously, I don't know. Gets to vote, right? But yeah, it's but an, I, I mean, all three the, movies that he wins for, you can't deny how good they're he, fucking the great movies, movies dude. Right? Uh, it gets a best supporting actress nomination for Spring Bingington, who plays the uh, the, uh, the the mother, son-in-law. Is that the? Uh... <clears throat> no, the. Uh, the girl's mother, not the not Jimmy oh. Stewart's mother. The uh, the like free spirit bouncing around. She's like so excited to be in jail. At one point, she's like, yeah. "Did you hear the woo 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 on the siren?" Oh, fuck. Dude, the the dude on the xylophone, just uh. like, "Come on, make it hot. <laughs> Let's make it swing." It's always, I always love when you like get like around. early beatnik guys slip into these movies sometimes, and he was just like he was straight out of he was like Dick Sean in the uh, in uh, it's a mad 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 world. Like, he's just, like, a swinging free hippie, like, oh, right, yeah. baby, groovy. I mean, that's, the, like, the whole the whole house was, like, a prototypical fucking commune. It's, uh, it was just, like, a, a house of fucking free spirits. Yeah. It, this great. is a uh, This is a big community theater. High schools do this play a lot because there's so many, there's so many parts. Yeah. And all of the, all the parts are, like, clear characters there's nobody is just like in the background on these everybody who gets like a name has nobody like has a... to play a tree <laughs> yeah you're not like oh you know what i mean like even like poppins the accountant that they deal with that yeah. donald meek plays uh you know he's like plays very well by the fuck, way so great i loved him i wish he was yeah. in the movie more i always kept thinking i was like i kept hoping i was like i've seen the play this as a play but i've never he's seen in movie. stage coach he's in stage coach he's in a couple other things he's great yeah. Uh, great look, too. Um, One of those uh, character actors that you just like, yep, perfect for it. And you look at his filmography, and it's he only worked for like, you know, 25 years, but he made 130 films. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's uh, uh, excellent. I mean, he must have been like uh, under so contract, right? I mean, they were yeah. all back down, right? So I've been listening to another podcast that does uh, significantly more research on the best picture winners than we do because we're what do you funny. Mean? More research? Yeah, like they have this like books. Most and... research. We, I yep. mean, we watch as many movies as we can. I'll say that That's they don't do that research. Uh, but it's a great show. I'll shout it out. It's called Best Picture with Andy and Colin. Uh, oh, hello, Andrew and Colin. It's a great. Uh, does he go by Andy? I fucked it up. I don't know. I don't know these guys. 
It's a great little companion, though. If you want to learn more about these films, listen to them because they get in. They are real into the deep uh, minutia on the production and shit. That we don't give a fuck. <laughs> we just want to be funny. We're just and trying we to fail. goof it. We're having fun. No, what are you saying? A male solo. I, I just classic. feel so bad. I feel so bad about myself all the time. People Tell are me still I'm good. talking about them. Tell me I'm Zola so good. Tell me how good I am. My house. I'm so good. Please email balconyboyshow. How many listeners did we how get from your big shows so this weekend? And you got to do big shows this weekend. I did. They were uh, most of the fans uh, were of the headliner, not of me, but uh, I would say yeah. yeah. But you just tell all the people. Out of the 500 they... people that I entertained this weekend, I would say none of them were there to see me. Uh, <laughs> That's okay. They go away though, and they say, "Oh, they come back." Do I got five new Instagram followers? It's Fuck, fucking... dude. Send them What's over up? to the balcony. What's up? What's For up? That one picture a week. Uh, yeah, dude, we don't care about listeners. We're just doing for that for the Wednesday eye. update, dude. I fucking can't. I don't. Uh, you can't take it with you is a huge. It's a play by Kaufman and Hart. It's a big. You ever do this, hit. baby, in high school? I never did. I saw my dad when I was uh, maybe a freshman in college. He did. You this. saw your dad finally. How is he? He's good. He's good. I finally met him when I was a. Freshman did he tell in you why he gave you up? No, he's. A, you're being silly. He used to do, uh, he did uh, a little community theater, and he did this, and he did On Golden Pond, I remember, oh. going to watch these. And How did they played... get the water on stage? <laughs> Not well. Uh, <laughs> the fucking hose. <laughs> yeah, the guy who played Henry Fonda fell and broke both of his hips. Shut up. Yeah, and another During the show? Yeah, she drowned. Oh, uh, you're being a funny boy. I'm being a funny boy. Did they really? Did the person really break their hips during the no. show? No, they didn't break their hips. Sean, yes, and me, you dummy. Oh, okay, okay. Yes, uh, and he did. Yeah, I don't. I, it's uh. Who'd your father play? In, he played uh, De, De Pina, the uh, but he did it with an Italian accent. In this movie, the guy doesn't do that. He's the Who guy. Is that? One of the fireworks dudes, right? He's the one down. He's the one that dresses up as the guy with the discus. All right. With the painting. Um, so yeah, so this, so this movie kicks off, we're in, uh, like one of these big thirties banks where it's just nothing but like hand crank adding machines and guys with little goofy visors just adding and doing money things. And, uh, there's a big banker money things. Don't get too technical on people. I'm trying to keep it simple. You know what I mean? Adding and subtracting. There's a big banker played by Eddie Arnold who... Um, is excellent in this movie. I don't know if I recognized him from anything else. Yeah, he was in. Uh, he was in one of the ones we did a couple weeks ago. He's is in it Godfrey. Uh, He's in my man Godfrey. No, I don't think so. I'm um, looking it up right now. Cover me, Bill. Cover me. And then what happened is Sean got hit by a bus. Uh, Dude, on the, can I nothing. go back to Boys Town for a second and just tell you something? Sure. When I was a kid, my father threatened to send me to Boys Anyway, we uh, are talking That's over it. here. <laughs> is that all? <laughs> Your dad kept threatening to send you to Boys Town? He said, listen, I don't care for you guff. I'm going to send you away to Boys Town. And I said, I fucking challenge you to a street fight, Dad. Uh, and if you beat me up, you can send me to Boys Town. Edward, but if I beat you up, Mom's gonna die. Oh my God! Is that 
Is that what happened when you beat up your dad? Yeah. Jesus. It's been ready. my fault the whole time. Oh, fuck. We just had no, I'm kidding. He beat me up and he sent me to Boys Town for a while. Then I oh, escaped. Yeah, dude. By killing the guy. Yeah, where, where boys can be boys. Dude, what the boys. It's like fucking Lord of the Flies in that joint. Uh, Edward Arnold plays this uh, big fat banker. He's in uh, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. He's in The Devil and Daniel Webster, which we're going to do this fall. Uh, and he is trying to build a munitions factory. Is that what's going on here? And he needs yes. to he needs to buy up this like he needs the whole block. He needs the whole block, and they've they've gotten everyone to agree except for one guy played by uh, Lionel Barrymore, Grandpa Vanderhoff. He refuses to sell because he doesn't need money. Uh, he doesn't really I, nobody. I don't really know where he gets any of his money from. What he does. But he's just refusing, and he's a hero to everyone. Because he gets he just, paid to review stamps or something. I think, yeah, is what she, with the daughter says, is where his money comes from. But oh, he must. I think he sells stamps, maybe. Yeah, because he talks about collecting stamps. Yeah. Um. And so Eddie Arnold wants to buy this house. This guy's refusing. He comes in and he meets uh, Donald Meek, who plays Poppins, who is this little, like, mild-mannered toy maker. Uh, who's stuck being a banker, and he makes this. He he shows him this little rabbit that pops out of a bag and turns around. He invented that fucking thing, dude. Made that shit on his spare time. Brought it to work even. Uh, and he invites him back home, and that's where we meet everybody in the house. So I think the easiest thing to do is to go through all the characters that live in the house, and we can riff on that a little bit, because uh, there's dude. You know I love to fucking riff, Sean. So there's Lionel Barrymore. Lionel hey, Barrymore. Lionel Barrymore. Hey. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, not a good riff. Not not particularly. No, no. Was Lionel funny. Barrymore, dude? So good to see him not being an asshole. Love it. He's the head of the household. His daughter uh, is King Penny. of the Castle. King of the Castle. She's a playwright, so she's sitting at a typewriter always. But she never seems to finish anything. Her husband, Mr. Sycamore, he's down in the basement making fireworks with his friend Depina. And they make illegal fireworks in the basement of a house, which you should not do. And Don't then, tell me what to do. Fair. 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 So then they have I mean, two, I'm a fucking grown up, dude. They have two daughters. They have Essie, who only uh who just does ballet constantly played by ann miller who i wish i had read the wikipedia page before i watched the movie because she was only 15 years old get the hell out of town yeah so that's that different conversation we're having about what happened during the movie nothing i just was like oh what a beautiful lady well you don't have to tell me that yeah well i was trying not to i was trying to hope she does not she seemed, yeah. She did not. I'm very surprised by that. Uh, her husband uh, is um, uh, uh, Ed, played by Dub Taylor, who uh, he is just like a free spirit, beat Nicky. Just, I don't know, looks like a dude that listens to jazz. I can't describe what this character really is. He's a fucking... Uh, he plays the bells. Yeah. And he plays them well. 
and he plays him well. I play the bell, and I play it well. All you motherfuckers can go to hell. So there, Sean, other... that's an original balcony composition. Yeah, it was very good. Uh, she, she, Essie, uh, takes ballet from. Uh, I gotta find. Oh, uh, Kalenkov, this Russian, big Russian guy. So he's in the mix. Michael this, Kramer, this Michael Russian Richards dancer. From, uh, yeah, he, he looks a lot like him, but jacked. Um. Then there is Donald and Reba, who are the maid and the cook. But they seem to have, more so than any of the other movies that we've watched, they seem to have a place in the household. I mean, it definitely seems more progressive than anything we've seen. That's Rochester from uh, the Jack Benny show. Yes. Yep. Um, Eddie Anderson. The uh, the thing is, is that at the end when they're having the big dinner, no uh, seats open for the two of them. But at one point they do dine with them. No, they do say that she's cooking everything. Yeah, for the male. Uh, that the racial politics of it continue to suck, and it's going to continue to suck up until about twenty twenty two. I would say. Uh, at um, least give us another hundred. 30 years yeah so uh they're they're there they're very funny at some point they're both uh he's running around to get groceries it, uh just uh it's good good presence everybody in Were this you is... jack benny boy you ever watched no the jack I, benny show? I never did i don't get jack benny at all yeah i should watch very dry i used to watch it because it was like uh i think they'd group it with like the george Burns show or something yeah the George and Gracie show and uh, channel 56 or 68 would play it. Uh, yeah. It, but I, I always to... like Rochester uh, on that. I mean, Jack I would Benny, like, I would watch I'm stuff not like, I'm entirely sure I got it. You know, like, hmm. that's back when like, you just, you had like seven channels and yeah. you just, you'd whatever's pick something, on. whatever's on's on. Cause that's how I used These to, that's how I learned about it, Sean. These kids the Gilligan's on. Yo, yo, Jesus Christ. I wish, I wish there were only seven channels and my kids had to pick It'll something that was on easier. because I wouldn't have to watch flipping mini force anymore. My son finds the weirdest Japanese power ranger knockoff cartoons that just are absolute garbage. Like I could make yeah. them on my iPhone and they would look better than these. And he just watches them all the time. You know, my niece like, watches you YouTube videos films? about Five Nights at Freddy's. Oh, yeah, YouTube. Like, not allowed, just not allowed on YouTube. Like, people singing songs about Five Nights at Freddy's. And she ref- still, yet still refuses and to play the game. And tells me about every single thing. She has never played the game. She's watched <laughs> people play it on YouTube. And uh, she'll have, like, a half-hour conversation with me about the characters. And I'm like, no way. <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. Uh, there's Depina. He's just, nobody explains where he came from. He's just down in the basement making fireworks. Poppins from the bank joins them down there. That's a lot. That's a lot of people living under one house. Yeah. Poppins walks out on the, uh, on the bank with that fucking twitchy dude that comes out and yells. Oh yeah. Blakely. Cause he was showing uh, everybody his rabbit. Weird career move. Poppins to just follow this old guy back to his house. I think uh, I think he made the right move. It's it's similar to the plot of uh, House of a Thousand Corpses, where they just bring him back to this <laughs> wacky ass house full of people. That's how they get you. And then on the other side, we have oh, then, just go down to our workshop willingly. Yeah, it's full of gunpowder. 
Then we have the last character that lives in the house is Alice Sycamore, played by Jean Arthur. Uh, she seems the most normal. She's certainly the only one that has uh, a job. Uh, and the wackiest thing about her is that she slides down the banister all the time. I used to do that. And she wears pants. I used to do that. Yeah, before so, the, before the pandemic, of course we all used before, to wear pants. Yeah, I've been having you to put on put pants them on a lot one leg more. at a time. Dude, these comedy shows—they gotta lax up their rules about basketball you go, shorts. You go, you're jeans. getting fully dressed. What's up? College shirts, I'm ironing all the time. It sucks. Oh, you wearing an undershirt? Mm, yeah. Yeah, getting sweaty regardless. Undershirt, overshirt. Uh, so she is in love. She's a stenographer at the bank, and she is in love with Jimmy Stewart, beloved. What does the bank need a stenographer for? I don't know. I don't. What do they need bankers for? What do they need banks for? Just. I think Everybody I became a libertarian after watching this it. movie. Oh, so she, because of the fifteen-year-old girl? Uh, nope. Uh, Jesus Christ! I walked into that. that <laughs> yeah, my heart. I mean... That's on me. I'll take that hit acknowledged. Uh, he's the vice president of the bank. He's the son of uh, Eddie Arnold, and he's in love with Gene Arthur. And uh, so basically, she brings him back to the house. And like she's they trying... fell in love quick, dude. Right? Like right I... when they meet. There must have been. They some... know each other. I think they knew each other. There must have been a past relationship with them. They've been they've been courting each other because he yeah. jumps to marriage real fast. I mean, so... that's the thing. It's see, like a lot of these movies jump to marriage real fast that's well i mean we only have 90 minutes or two hours so we can't just we can't start at the birth of every character it'd be too long. no but i'm saying like back in the day when it was like well oh yeah i mean otherwise because they can't, you wanted uh, uh you wanted to can't do any of that you know what i mean wanted to get it wet wow uh get in them guts ah uh... <laughs> oh mary let me get in them guts oh mary i just wanted that <laughs> Anywho, so he proposes, and she says she's not gonna say yes or no until his rich, stuffy family, his mom and dad, come and meet her crazy, weird family. Which I think is reasonable. Right? Totally fair. Uh, I don't know if she needs to worry about mom and dad meeting her family, but Jimmy Stewart should know what he's getting into. So he, yeah, he hasn't met them at all, right? Well, he comes over, uh, and he, uh, she, she goes home. Seems like he should meet him. She goes home and she says, uh, "A gentleman's gonna be calling upon me tonight. Can everyone please just chill the fuck out for one evening? Stop and act, being what just you act are. normal." And they all agree. They're like, "Absolutely, of course." And then they can't help but implode because she's not ready, and he shows up and just no, they show up on the wrong night. No, this is earlier. This is back. Oh, this is right. when he has the conversation. This is just with... him? No, no. I mean, this movie, this is where the movie really kicks off, right? So I was watching this. I watched the first half hour, and I was like, yeah, I don't, it's fine. We're meeting all these characters. But when she says that, she goes upstairs, and then a couple minutes later, the doorbell rings, and it's the guy from the IRS, and they yeah. start they start doing the mistaken identity stuff. That's when I was like, oh, this is actually good. This is nice, clean comedy. So... It turns out Lionel Barrymore has never paid income tax because he doesn't believe in it. But he doesn't believe in it in like a libertarian way, not in a my money. He wants to decide where he's going to put his money towards yeah. good things. And it's the 15-year-old girl dancing in his living room. 
Well, it's his granddaughter. Yeah, so she's probably going to get into some inheritance and stuff like that. Yeah, he's but you should the Russian to teach her to dance. We got to agree. You, sh- you should pay income tax if you're making an income. Contribute to society. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah, sure. Unless you, unless you're a good businessman. It is. It is frustrating that uh, you know we don't necessarily have a say in in where our money goes. I would. I mean, necessarily if you're a good businessman, you shouldn't have to. Well. I mean, then you're then you're a bad business. You mean you're. Remember when that pres that other president paid seven hundred fifty dollars in taxes? Uh, that you know what? Honestly, I bet all of the presidents only pay seven hundred fifty dollars in taxes. Wow. I think we just hated this guy enough that we made a big stink about it. But I, he just if he had revealed his tax returns when people just asked and they were like, "Oh, dude, you only paid seven hundred fifty dollars," he would have been elected to a second term. <laughs> like he would have been elected super faster because people would just be like, "Damn, dude, you're a pimp." But instead, he made a big fuss man. about it. A great businessman. One of the best. Golf courses, casinos, schools. Girl, girly beauty pageants for little <laughs> children. Um, so, yeah. So he has a long conversation that he's not going to pay the money. Um, and Jimmy Stewart is there, and he sees all this. Oh, right here, for Christ's sake. She and he's, 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 he's laughing up. because he thinks it's hilarious because he hates all this stuffy money nonsense stuff too, right? What? What? <laughs> That's just I gotta keep Jimmy Stewart on the back burner, so sometimes I gotta go. Oh, okay. So well, I can jump into it if I need yeah, it. Yeah. Well, don't. <laughs> yeah. You know, what? maybe turn the burner down a little bit. I don't know. I think we're. I think he's done. I think he's done cooking. It's time to eat. Uh. So they go on a date. They go out on a date, right? And they go. They're in the park or something. And we get that weird scene. Oh, the, the, da- the dancing the kids, kids dancing. The Big Apple. It's very sweet. Like Dude, I like. No, it. it isn't. This kid is abusive. It's weird. It's just weird. And that the, he bullies... the little girl's like, wiggle it. You gotta wiggle it. He bullies them into dancing with them, and uh, and then they... nickel. We'll teach you the Big Apple. And then I, I built, I blinked, and I could, I didn't, didn't even bother to go back and look. How does she get the sign to the back of her cape? He puts it on her. Jimmy Stewart does or the kid? Yeah. Oh, he does it as the like kid, a little Did you see the cop show up and chased yeah, yeah, him yeah. away? And then Jimmy Stewart took the sign and tagged it on her back. Good, good gag, Jimmy Stewart. Jimmy Stewart's yeah. kind of a kind of an asshole in this movie. Oh, he's a, lot a, of the he's time. a big asshole in this. Um, and she's also like, no, nah, I don't want to see. And he keeps, come yeah. on. She is totally clear on everything. So she's just worried about like embarrassing herself in front of these rich people, which she constantly does. Because then they go to this big dinner party. She's got a sign stuck on her back that Jimmy Stewart put there. And doesn't remove. She's trying to introduce herself to everybody. Jimmy Stewart doesn't like explain how to do anything. It just goes around the table. And then he does and, the scream thing. Yeah, when then they, they get a table for table. two. And then uh, he notices the sign on her back. They do the very funny uh, walking backwards away from the table so that no one can see the sign on the back that's embarrassed her, which I think he must have just forgot that he put it there. But they knocked down. No, almost... he saw it when they walked when they were walking over. He knew it was there. But then he's a bag of shit. Yeah, it's weird. His character is not great. But they it is funny when they walk backwards and just blindly knock into everything, and then they sit down and then he screams that there's rats so that they can they can escape in the chaos. Uh, and that's just like the dancing over the pool scene in It's a Wonderful Life. It, when, it they back, when they back out of the room. It isn't dissimilar. Nope, it's completely... Thank you for finally com- acknowledging my point. 
it's completely different. Uh, so then we get, now we get the, uh, they've made arrangements that tomorrow night, the, the rich jerk-offs are going to come over to the crazy house. They don't, for they don't say it like that, though. No, she puts it nicely. And Would she's kindly like to. She's putting the menu together and she's like training everybody how to behave. And they're totally happy to go along and support Alice because they love her because they're a good family, right? But then, uh oh, Jimmy Stewart, this guy can't stop being a prankster. He brings his parents over a night early. Yeah, what the fuck, dude? I would have walked out right then. I would have been like, you know what? You go. When Eddie Arnold's like, we'll come back tomorrow, and they're like, no, 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 stay. Yeah. It's like, no. I come mean, back I tomorrow. get it from the point. I get it from the point of like, no, they gotta know who you are. It's stupid to just yeah, but so be discuss, somebody else. That's discuss not who. That. Discuss that. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to show up unannounced with three extra people for dinner. They don't have food. They're gonna eat frankfurters. They're gonna have weenies for dinner. Mm, I love a good beanie weenie night back in the day. But but not not when you're trying to impress your in laws, right? I mean, you get put on extra. You put you make make the brown bread in the can. Remember that stuff? No, dude, I don't. You don't know, remember the brown bread? You know, you know, you know. I don't like hot dogs, and you know, I don't like beans. You don't. These are like things you know beans? about. Beans, horse really. feed. These horse feed beans. <laughs> no. What is that, Jezebel? I think they were talking about that, right? Uh, I do believe, yeah. In Boston, they you know what they do with the beans? They boil them. So, feed. so earlier in the movie, there was one scene down in the fireworks factory in the basement with Poppins, the goofball the son-in-law, factory. and the two fireworks boys, where they're talking about how they're going to market the next ones. And Poppins says they should market it as the Russian Revolution. And then they were like, oh, perfect. That'll be good. We'll use the colors. Red Revolution. And, and then the they're like, we'll market the, we'll make the flyers that say the revolution is coming. And it's all in service of these fireworks. It's nothing to do with politics. They just want to market. Is it fireworks. all in service to the candy? Isn't it? The, the candy. The candy that the girl makes, the love squares or whatever it is. Uh, I don't think so. Maybe, maybe it is. Yeah, because the the dude, the the uh, the bells player dude. Yeah, he makes the flyers. Yeah, the, the daughter makes the candy that they keep giving out. Oh, okay. And I think they put it all into the candy. Well, anyway, the the cops have gotten wind of this guy printing up these flyers that say the revolution is coming. And now they think that these are a bunch of radicals. And now they think the revolution is coming. So that so they <laughs> they interrupt the dinner. They won't let anybody leave. Uh, and then the basement just explodes. All the fireworks go off at once. And seems dangerous. Very dangerous. That's why and like the running gag throughout throughout the movie is the home sweet home sign keeps falling off. Keeps falling. I also, dude, I every time Eddie Arnold sat down in that chair, I laughed. Where the chair's just a little bit lower than he thinks it's gonna be and it yeah. rocks. It made me chuckle every single time. Just You, you always know hope someone's gonna sever their spine. You know the chair is low, buddy. Lower yourself in easily. You've done this seven times already. Why do you keep center doing? of gravity. Jesus Christ, this guy. They all get arrested. They get stuck in the drunk tank waiting to see the night court judge. You haven't Harry been stuck Anderson, in a drunk tank. Ball, John Larroquette, Marky Post. Have I ever been in a drunk tank? No, you know, yeah. you know I haven't been in a drunk tank. Have you been in a drunk tank? 
Uh, not a drunk tank, but I've been in protective custody for being drunk. <laughs> I've been in a tank so while it's, drunk. Uh, it was a cell, and I was drunk. So it's like uh, a drunk tank. They're uh, Mrs. Kirby, uh, Alice, and the girls. They're in the girl tank. And Sean, Mrs. that was weeks ago, though. I'm I'm over that. You're better now. You have gotten I'm mature. I've you've matured a lot. Your demons matured a lot since June. Mrs. Kirby is just like unrelentingly mean to Alice over in their cell, and then over in the men's cell, Eddie Arnold yeah, is Mrs. just Kirby's a bitch. She's the worst. Um, just stuff. Like I she love... just thinks she thinks she's breathing rarefied air. I loved that all the other uh, clearly uh, uh, prostitutes that were in the drunk tank with them kept thinking yeah. that she was one of them as well. Yeah. <laughs> good. Oh, what corner you work? So that's just good comedy. And then over in the guys' tank, it's packed. It's wall-to-wall people. We got all our characters. Lionel Barrymore's in there. And Eddie hey, Arnold's sitting there. Polly Wally doodle all day. He's trying to get bicarbonate soda delivered. He's trying to get his What's lawyers that? on the like horn. It's like a Tums thing, right? Uh, I think it's so. Like, yeah, it yeah it's not. It's not like Coca Cola. It's like it's like Tums or Pepto Bismol like, or something uh, like that. Like soda water, like uh, seltzer water. Yes. Yep. Or club soda. Um. Yeah. He wants this because he's got indigestion from Miss Tom Tom. My belly hurts because uh, of the big fat I'm swab. Banker with Tom Tom problem. Uh, him, <laughs> we served him up. Roasted. Him and uh, Eddie Arnold and Lionel Barrymore get into a conversation, and this is one of just the beginning of one of Lionel Barrymore's great monologues. In this, this is the one about this is where he says the chiller line, "You can't take it with you," about how he used to be like him, but then he decided one day that it wasn't worth it. And he was going to just live his life doing whatever he wanted to do. If he wanted to play harmonica, he's going to play harmonica. If he wanted to collect stamps, he's going to do that. He and hopped on the elevator to go up to work and then said, nope. Turned around. And he goes, he goes, you may have all the money, but you have no friends. And I, I may have no money, but I have all the friends in the world. He has so many friends, this fella. Uh, and then. Uh, Imagine he, how many friends he'd have on Facebook, Sean. Oh, up with uh, probably hit the limit. He'd, hit he'd probably the limit have to. Most he'd probably have to make one of those posts like, "Hey, I hit the limit." Uh, now hey, you have to follow no, my this, fan page. Yeah, this is my fan page. Um, he also gets he rips into Ed, Ed, Eddie Arnold at this point too, and then he apologizes, but he's just like, he apologizes immediately. You're a fat idiot, and you're a bad father, and you're a shitty businessman, and everyone Everybody hates you. Everybody thinks you suck, and, and then he's like, "I'm sorry. You. I'm just frustrated. I'm sorry. I failed." Everybody and, thinks you're a real jerk, and you're an ass. But then he sincerely, genuinely apologizes. He gives him his goddamn mouth hop. He gives him the harmonica, slips it in his pocket. They all end up in court somehow. Everybody heard about. Uh, uh, Grandpa getting arrested, and they rush down to be in the galley at court because he's got like everybody loves on, this dude. They love him. It may a like lot he of it walks is because out of the house. They're like Grandpa. They're like getting bank offers. Like we're gonna take your house back, but he owns the yeah, house. Yeah, that's weird though. It's well, the thing is that they, right, so these people don't own the house. No, they probably have they mortgages themselves. or they rent or something like that. So but he's he the only one that like outright owns it because I'm Which like. Is, which is These why people get pissed at him when he, or maybe not pissed, but they're like, well, why is grandpa? You know what? Moving? We'll get to that in a minute, but they were justified in getting pissed at him for that. Do you think that so? Was, yeah, it was a fucking brutal thing to do, but we'll talk about that in a moment. 
You so don't they, think, but we get the night court scene, right? So they they do the 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 four lawyers show up finally, all in a panic. Um, and then we get another great monologue from Lionel Barrymore. They all get released for a hundred dollars. Dude, this dude rules. They get a hundred dollars, a hundred dollar fine that they can't pay. So then, uh, Eddie Arnold agrees. To, he agrees to pay because he's starting to melt a little bit. He's starting to thaw. The ice well, he tells he he tells the lawyer he like nods to the lawyer and the lawyer's like, due to his charitable nature right. and like makes it about him. But he I his intentions were good even if it was presented shittily by the lawyer or whatever. He, yeah, he's but... he's starting to thaw because he picks up the harmonica that's in the pocket and he goes, oh Jesus, this guy just yelled at me and he gave me his harmonica. Oh boy. And then Lionel oh, Barry Lionel Barrymore refuses and then. Somebody in the crowd goes, he's not paying it. We're going to pay it. And then they pass a hat and they get $100 like right away. They're like, fuck you. We don't need your money. Like everybody walking by him is like, fuck off. You're a bag of shit. They get cheered when when, uh, Eddie Arnold leaves. He gets booed out of the building. Um, And then uh, Jimmy Stewart tries to go to Alice and she fucking pantses him in public. He's like, oh, finally, you you speak up now that it's all over. You could have been helping us this whole time. You're a bag of shit. I don't want any part well, of you. This is where they, they have to admit why he was there, right? That's, That's what it is. That's the drunk tank when they're like. Yeah. They, they goes, why were you that... Why were you over at the fireworks house? And then Lionel Barrymore starts to lie and say he, he wanted was over because he wanted to buy the house. Gave him a perfect out. And then uh, Alice snaps and she goes, That's not true. He would, they were over because they needed to approve my family before I could marry their son. But guess what? I don't want to do that no more. I'll get that D don't somewhere blame else. Her. I don't blame him. I'll go get some Cary Grant D. Sorry, Jim Stew. Ha, ha, ha. Cary Grant. Uh, so then she goes, she, uh, she dumps him in court. The papers are like, blow it all up. It's in the tabloids. And then she flees town. She just like runs away. And then everybody is fucking bummed out to high heaven they're so sad she's gone she gone she just leaves just like uh hollow notes she's gone oh my and this is wow uh, oh my before that when uh when they were still in the jail and the uh twitchy eyed dude oh yeah like, he showed ad- up admits to lionel barrymore that he did it and then, uh, oh, and that's when Edward Arnold realizes that, it. and he's like, "You, you, you're the one that's holding out on me." But well, he says to the twitchy, "What's that?" Uh, Blakely. He tells him, "He's like, yeah, no, yeah." He yells at him. He yells, yeah, he yells at him, not because he framed the other guy. It's because you know he didn't check to make sure that his boss wasn't there. But then that's when he realizes that Lionel Barrymore is the guy that's been holding out on him. And he starts to try to figure out, well, maybe we can work out a deal. A deal, which is insane. It figure it seems like you would know that. Yeah, it seems that's... like you would know the one holdout in the area, and then you've been to the house. You'd know. Yeah, he's a shitty businessman. Uh, and Lionel Barrymore's like, ha, I'm a stinker. I knew the whole time, you idiot. Uh, he's so good in this movie, Lionel Barrymore. Yeah, he's I can't great. believe he didn't win. Uh, but he tell like he tells the granddaughter like about the house and about how every everything in the house is a memory of the grandmother. It's and he like still hears her voice and he still smells her perfume. And it's insane he that he didn't get a best actor nomination. <laughs> he didn't even get nominated. 
nothing. This movie gets no acting nominations except for the mom gets a Best Supporting Actress. But nobody else gets anything. He should be up. I would put him. Did he what? Did he get a nomination uh, for playing Mr. Potter? Uh, let me check. Hold. Please. It seems like he would have for that. I mean, he I know hold. we'll talk about it in 1946. Uh, wow, you nailed that shit. Yeah. It's amazing how accurate I am on these now that I've been looking at that list for this long. Nope. No. He does no, not get a nomination. No fucking nomination. God damn. Jimmy Stewart gets a nomination for um, Best Actor, but he loses to Frederick March in The Best Years of Our Lives, which, I dude, I'm that's so, That's I'm in so 46, that right? Movie. Yep. I've never seen what, it. Did he get nominated for that? No, no nominations for this movie, you said. No, there were acting no acting noms. nominations. I want to see. That's insane, I just, dude. I'm curious if Lionel Barrymore ever got a nomination because he's uh, he's been he was great in Grand Hotel. Uh, he won an Academy Award for Best Actor for his performance in A Free Soul. Um, in 1931. When did what year did he die? Was it in the 40s? 54. 1954. The age of 76. Uh, yeah, he's great, dude. Uh, he's excellent. I can't believe he didn't get nominated for this because I think he's better the, than. What were the nomin? What were the acting nominations this year? Uh, do we do that? Is that something we talk about? We can. Why not? We're talking. We're literally. I just want to know who beat him out Bill, on this. We literally are talking about it. No, it's oh, Leslie yeah. Howard gets nominated for Pygmalion. He plays uh, Henry Higgins. All right, Robert Donat. Gets nominated for The Citadel. James Cagney for Angels with Dirty Faces. Charles Boyer for Algiers. And Spencer Tracy wins for, for Boys Town. Boys Town. All right. Which I loved his performance in Boys Town. He won last year. Give it to Lionel Barrymore, man. Come on, dog. Yo, yeah, I, wouldn't, I, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily. I'd keep him at least nominated there. Sure. I, don't, I only saw, I think, that one of the... Or, I just think Lionel Barrymore is so good in this movie, and he has Take so many Marianne monologues. And, uh, Boys Town. Yeah, they're both great. Um, I didn't see any other ones. Well, you know what? Let's go back. Let's fucking Bill and Ted this motherfucker and get ourselves a telephone <laughs> uh, booth. We'll do the weirdest Bill and Ted. We'll we get just watched the first one of that the other night. So fun. The new dude. one's on Hulu. I love Napoleon going down the goddamn water slide, dude. So crates. Those so those movies are so funny and smarter than you would ever think. It really they really hold up. It's fun. Yeah, but I think we should we should go back in time. We'll get Paul Muni, Lionel Barrymore. Who else do oh, we like? Dude, wouldn't that be fun? William Powell, Myrna Loy. Yeah, we'll get uh, Wallace Berry in there to kick some, kill somebody for us. So Alice Alice flees, and uh, allegedly she gets. She gets the they get the letter from her that yeah, says Yeah, she just jets. They don't know where she is either no, at first. Yeah, right? they're all sad. And and Jimmy Stewart keeps running into the house being like, I I had I had private private hey, detectives. You tell me where my for odds are. Oh, the, the private detectives can't find her. And they're just and like, Yeah, the, she the doesn't want like, to be dude, a part yeah, of you. She doesn't leave her alone, dude. Even if I knew I wouldn't tell you. Yeah, good mom. And then it seems like he kinda gets it. Yep, because he uh so he goes but then they get the letter. They get the letter from her, and the mom starts reading it, and she breaks down in the middle of it because she's basically like, "I love you all, but I can't, uh, I can't be there anymore." And then that's when that's when Lionel Barrymore decides, 
well, uh, we're not abandoning her. So we're just going to sell the house and we're all moving to wherever the fuck she is. And then, uh, and he's like, and for the 25,000, not even for the 50 K. Yeah. He's just like, whatever. Yeah. Oh, it's only 25. Yeah. Fine. We're out of here. And he just, and everybody just goes with it. Cause they just, they're all uh, the solid family unit. It's a big circus of weirdos, but they all are, they got each other's backs and I love them. Yeah, I love awesome. them. Uh, so they decide they're going to sell the house and then that triggers the bank to be like, hell yeah. And they're going to evict everybody. They give them 10 days notice to get off site. The whole town is like devastated because they see that the moving truck is pulled up. They don't know what's going on. They feel betrayed. All this stuff. Um, it then, seems like you could just build your ammunition factory somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah, why do you have to build it in the middle of a city? That's the that's the that is the weirdest that thing part. Blows of it. up, it's going to destroy everything. Wikipedia says it needs twelve blocks. They need twelve blocks, and there's only one holdout. There's only one person owns the building, and they won't sell. And it's this guy. Is that what? Where is this supposed to be? Does it ever say? Uh, I don't think so. It's, I think it's presumed it's uh. It's one of those like uh, New York. I think it, I think it was New York. Bedford Falls type of deals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's upstate New York or Long Island. I don't know some fucking place. New Jersey. Delaware, who gives a shit? But they they get they he needs this block. So then I he, give a shit, Sean. So now that he's out of jail, he's up in his boardroom. He's not talking to the other fucking douchey banker guys. Um, they're all like, well, we can't do anything until he comes out of the office, and he's not coming out of the office. He's just been in there all day. Uh, because basically Jimmy Stewart has come in and said, Oh no, Jimmy Stewart. Oh, I'm quitting, Dad. I'm gonna go and figure out how to make a lizard cub. Yeah, so he was that what he was trying to do? How to make a lady come? Oh no, this dude was doing solar power. Oh yeah, it was all about figuring out how to fucking run shit off the fucking sun. Yeah, and he didn't want back then. I apologize for the making lizards come reference. (laughs) That was probably a different movie I watched recently. Yeah, and I would uh, recommend not watching that movie again. Well, I won't. It was 1937, probably. Oh, I'm going yeah, yeah, yeah. forward, baby. Always forward. Uh, so he's in the boardroom, and they're talking about. There's like the big flash of like the guys make the ammunition. The stock is market is all in flux, and their competitor, this guy Ramsey, that they've referenced a couple times, he's played by H. B. Warner, who plays Mister Gower. He played Chang in Lost Horizon. Yeah. He comes. He comes in, and he goes. And he delivers this monologue, and it's shot. I've never seen anything shot like this before, where a guy he has this long ass monologue about how, um, how, how he's lost everything, and how disgusting it is, how excited they are. That we don't lost see everything. him beforehand, right? This is no, the first time this is he the first he comes up, in. Right? Uh, he was Chang in Lost Horizon. He's in all the Capra's movies. But yeah. They only shoot him from the back. We don't from see his back. face. We see Edward Arnold's face, and it's like. That's fucking pretty cool. I like that a lot. Yeah, it was watch, a good shot. Because uh, we don't... Who gives a shit about this fucking jerk-off that just came? But I was trying to remember if it was... I was trying to remember if it was something at the beginning that I... They have re- they referenced him a couple of times, but they never really, like... Uh, he never was on camera or anything. He's, he's like his uh, Jacob Molly. Yeah. So then he... So he delivers this thing, and then he leaves, and now this guy's like, all right, guys, go up. I'll meet you up there. Uh, and then he finds out that the guy just killed himself. I think he jumped. He must have jumped off a building. 
They say he died of a heart attack in the bathroom. Oh, is that what it was? That's what they said. Okay. Unless I assume something changed after you know, that. But whatever. The guy dies, and that they said that he he died of a heart attack in the bathroom, and then and the then, guy's like, then he goes over up to the house, right? Well, then Jimmy Stewart comes in and quits, and then he He's goes like, over. Can't do it, Dad. I'm gonna make lizards come. What's great about this movie is that at no point does Edward Arnold ever say, I saved your house. He never says, I decided not to build the munitions factory. Not Nothing. He doesn't say anything. Yeah. They, it's just uh, all implied. That no, they say it at the end, but he doesn't say it. He doesn't say it. He just comes in uh, while they're emptying out the house. I think Lionel actually says it. That's right. They're, they're, the house is empty. They're moving it. The, everything's loaded up, ready to go. Um, and then he has them sit down and they play Polly Wally doodle all day. Alice, uh, mouth hops. Yeah. Before, them. no, before that, Alice came home and then Jimmy Stewart came running in and followed oh, her upstairs. Yeah. Uh, and then Edward Arnold comes in and they start playing Polly Wally doodle on the harmonicas together. Cause once they realize what's happened, you know, Lionel Barrymore gives another great monologue. They start playing the harmonica. Then before they can load the bells on the moving truck, Dickhead grabs his bells and he starts fucking yeah, jamming. Awesome. <laughs> and, and then, then the daughter, the ballerina, fifteen-year-old, she starts. And then Jimmy Stewart and the other one are up in the like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. Dude, they by go that down. Time, the whole fucking town's in there singing. Yeah, they're all lined up at the door. Uh, Edward Arnold, he just nods his approval for their their marriage. Jimmy Stewart and her fucking hug and kiss, and they. Well, hang. he does that. He does that thing where he sees him and he's like, realizes he didn't lose him. He's still right there and there's yep. a chance to yeah, redeem it. Yeah. And he's just got to. And then they do that smile, sunglasses. that Capra smile. Dude, it fucking rules. I, I, got, really I just good, got goosebumps uh, thinking about it. It's such a nice movie. Yeah. And then then you think the movie's going to end. Then we go to the, we're at the dinner table. Everybody's together. Uh, uh, Mrs. Kirby, the uh, the the shitty mom, she's still a little bit of a you know what. But, yeah, but uh, then all of a sudden she isn't. All of a sudden she's laughing and joking with the Russian. That's right. Um, and Lionel Barrymore. Oh, the, at the end when when the dude picks him up oh, in the wrestling move and flips him, dude drops him on his neck. Yeah, in great. the most dangerous way. Like, that guy could have been paralyzed from the way that they yeah, fucked that I mean, up. the way they did it to him, too. It yeah, but the way the Russian guy drops him in, like, a safe manner, like he's a flat on his back. Like, this dude, yeah. he gets, you can see him get dropped right on his, like, his neck just crunches, like. That's, like, that's the kind of, that's the kind of fall when somebody gets tackled in football that they have to stop and, like, do a concussion. <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> So they have the final dinner. Grandpa does the grace. Uh, he reveals that the Kirby has sold everybody back their houses. And uh, the movie ends. And it's uh, lovely. The movie ends. And it is lovely. Uh, I texted you while I was watching this last night that I can't believe that this beat Robin Hood. And I texted you that about 30 minutes into the movie. And then I think 20 yeah. minutes later, I was like, never mind. I take it back. I take it back. I take it back. Yeah. And you said no backsies. So. I, I said have you stand have swan to this. No, I mean, uh, overall, my thing with Robin Hood is just it looks so fucking good, dude. Yeah. And it was a really good story. I thought, it, you know, it's the Robin Hood story. We all know it. It's the damn Robin Hood. But this is just a goddamn uh, 
Capra Classic, dude. It's great. It's and it leaves you with Capra that feeling Classic. like it's a wonderful life. It just leaves you with that happy feeling at the yeah, end. Dude, like everything there's something magical out. about Capra. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, I think I'm going to watch uh, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington tonight just to keep the good that times rolling. Week? That's, that next that's week? for next week. Next week, of course. Uh, big that's still on HBO. Yeah, big recommend. We all, we both, I think we both recommend you can't take it with you. Hell yeah. Take it with you, bro. Take whatever you want. Steal. Fucking burn. take it with you. It was on HBO. I don't think it's streaming anymore. No, it's not right anymore. Now, but, but if, uh, uh, yeah, pick it up. Call me up. I'll up. give you my voodoo password. You can watch it. Pick it up. We'll all talk, talk about it together. Uh, next we week, next, though. Next, next week, week I feel like, I feel like this is the first big, big boy award. Right in the mic with that still, huh? Yep, I can't help it, man. I got indigestion. You're my lord. I'm a damn uh, animal. You're Mr. An animal. Kirby. Vegetable, mineral. We've watched 11 best picture movies. Some of them we'd never heard of before the life of Mila Zolda. What the fuck is that? What is that? Cavalcade? I still don't think I've watched that movie. Isn't that a. Cl- Are you saying clavicle? Yeah, clavicle. Uh, Cimarron. These movies don't exist. Cinnamon? Even you can't take it with you is not like spoken about in the way that it's a wonderful life is right. But like next week, the winner in the movie we're going to be talking about in depth is called Gone with the Wind. And it's just like, I wish we could finally talk about a movie that we fucking heard of before. What is this? Gone with the Wind. Oh, Jesus. Goni with the windy. <laughs> Goni with the windy. Gone with the wind next week in the balcony. Guys, there's going to be more riffing like that next week. It's I don't even insane. know if we have the capacity to talk Dude, about that movie. You've got to start watching it now. Be. It's like three and a half hours long. Dude, I have to watch so many movies in the next week because of this mental illness. Wizard of Oz is next week, too. There's I've seen the Wizard of Oz. That's one I'm going to. You know what? I'm not going to rewatch The Wizard of Oz for the podcast. i got to watch that 4K transfer of The Wizard of Oz. Gorgeous. Yeah. You got to you gotta get it. you gotta get your niece on the goddamn Wizard of Oz train. I finally oh, got both said, my. We kids. went and saw it uh, live at uh, the Opera House or something. Yeah, she loves the Wizard of Oz. Oh, she does. I thought you said. Oh, yeah. E. T. is the one she wouldn't watch. E. T. Yeah, there's a lot she doesn't watch, but Wizard of Oz is down. A lot of good flicks next week. Love Affair, Mister Smith yeah. goes to Washington. Of Mice and Men, Stagecoach, Wizard of Oz. We're going to talk about a lot. I've seen a lot of those. I might clear out the fucking week. I think the only one that I can't get a hold of right now that I might have to just straight out rent is Goodbye, Mr. Chips. But maybe I will. Maybe I won't. Find out next week. Oh, I can't wait to find out. And will you tell me? Will you tell me next week? Are you going to admit to it? Oh, wait. We're already at like 135. It's too fucking late to riff. Shut it down.